we got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. Steelers taking on the Bengals for the first time in the 2023 season in Cincinnati this coming Sunday. But before we get to the Bengals, Matt, the big news today as we're recording mm-hmm. on a Tuesday is the dismissal of Matt Canada as the Steelers offensive coordinator. Uh, something that you and I have never seen in our lifetime because it ain't happened since 1941 <laughs> yeah. when they fired a coach or coordinator in the middle of a season. So it's fair to say everybody is kind of shocked by this move that it was made, but not shocked that the move had to be made. No, and a lot to unpeel here. And to be honest, it's not as interesting of a conversation as people want it to be in that from where I sit in terms of analyzing it, because I don't think any of us know what the ramifications are going to be. Uh, is the offense going to look totally different than it did before? I can tell you the answer is no. Yeah, how much different can it look? Right. I mean, they're not going to go back to day one of minicamp and reinstall everything Wednesday and Thursday <laughs> this week, and, you know, in a totally different verbiage and all that. Sure, there'll be different play sequencing. Maybe there's more play action, you know, things of that nature. But I don't think it's going to be drastically different. But I also think it had to be done. You know, that I think yeah. that you can't – It's it sends the wrong message if you say we can tolerate how the offense has looked. Really just the passing game, though. I mean, it's the passing game that's broke. I don't want to – you know, some people have said, oh, they did this because they were starting to lose the locker room. I don't buy that at I all. I don't either. But I will say if you allow that to continue like this, that mm-hmm. is how you do end up losing locker rooms. These players are smart. They yeah, know what yeah. gets the job done and what doesn't. They could smell that something wasn't going right. Now. Right. And the fact, I think, that, to your point, that so many players chirped up and this this past week and mm-hmm. in, intolerable. Rabbit ears go up a little bit. Uh, something yeah, might be going on. Then maybe ownership and the head coach said, well, I, I don't want this to get out of hand. Let's let's move on. Eddie Faulkner will take over as OC. Mike Sullivan takes over the play calling duties for the first time in Cincinnati on Sunday. Bengals two-game losing streak after they lost to the Ravens on Thursday night. They're 3-2. and two. At home this year, and all five of the Bengals' losses this season have been against AFC opponents. They're 0-3 in the division and have a minus 24-point differential. This is such a weird advanced scout for us to do, though, Matt, because everything you talk about with the Bengals has to be taken with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because of Joe Burrow being out. Yeah, I mean, all their offensive stuff, who knows? I mean, it's even more difficult than the Browns. You know, I mean, the Browns had a new quarterback, too, but you still had a better idea of how they would play football and that type of thing. Um, so we'll do our, do our best, but uh, you don't know exactly what you're going to see, but I know I'd rather not see Burrow. <laughs> I, amen to that. I'm not trying to say that Watson and Burrow are comparable right now, but the Browns are much more insulated to handle losing they, their starting quarterback. The, the Bengals are all about Joe Burrow. All about Joe Burrow, yes. And, and I think he's the face of the franchise, all those things. I mean, and you could even see when he was injured last week, the whole demeanor of the team changed. Oh, they sunk. Too. The shoulders I mean, just yeah. I mean, drooped the right down. Yeah. Good and everybody was dragging. And you understand why. These are human beings. But the Bengals, I think their season is shot. Yeah, just uh, probably just a weird lost season in the midst of mm-hmm. a, a run of Super Bowl window that they'll have as long as Burrow returns healthy. Every team remaining on the Bengals' schedule is currently at 500 or better. Mm-hmm. So great time for you to lose your franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be anyways, a, it's going to be tough for them. The season. Serious history between these two teams. It began in 1970, and Pittsburgh leads all time 68-39. to Two of those games occurred in the postseason, 2006 and 2016. The Steelers won both of those matchups. Cincinnati has won four of the last five meetings, 
including most recently week 11 of last year. Before that, Pittsburgh was on an 11-game winning streak in this rivalry. Cincinnati has won just 13 of the 48 games between these division rivals that have been played in the 2000s. Mike Tomlin is 24-11 against Cincinnati, including one playoff win in 2016. Dating back to 2014, the Steelers are 8-2 in Cincinnati. Love firing up the Escaloser. Mm -hmm. But those two losses have come in the last three games, including the most recent meeting in Cincinnati last year. Yeah, and so... Steelers have been the better organization, the better franchise for, you know, the start to finish of this rivalry. Sure. But the Bengals are, I almost said at a high point, big picture, the Burrow era is one of the best, you know, yes. best they've been without question. Let's start by looking at the Bengals' defense and in turn some of the Steelers' offense that has a bit of a new look to it this week. Uh, Total defense, they're 30th in the NFL. They allow 386 yards per game. Uh, 6.1 yards per play allowed is better than only the Denver Broncos. Uh, The Bengals' defense has gave up 6.8 yards per play last week against Cincinnati, and they've been dead last in the league in the past three games, giving up 6.1 yards per play. They're 27th in pass defense. They're 31st against the run, only better than, again, the Denver Broncos in that category, giving up 138 yards per game. 21st in points per game at 22.6 allowed. They do have 18 takeaways, though, and their 12 interceptions are second most in the NFL. 2.6 sacks per game also puts them at 17th in the league. It's a very unimpressive defense except for that takeaway factor. Yeah, and what's funny is their turnover ratio is almost identical to the Steelers. I mean, from offense, yeah. defense, fumble recoveries, you know, interceptions thrown, it's almost dead even. So we're recording this on Tuesday as usual, but I feel like I'm very behind on – why is the Bengals' defense such a disaster? Why is it so bad? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, here's five really bad injuries. Or you know, I, I think their defensive coordinator is one of the best in the league. And sure, they haven't been helped, especially early in the season, with the offense complementing them. But right. they shouldn't be at the bottom of the league. No. You know, I mean, it's total opposite of what they played last week in Cleveland. I mean, they didn't have much changeover, no. except for in the secondary. Jesse Bates and Von Bell, but Matt, we're going to get to him in a second. Tax Hill has been a, a revelation. He's been great. Yeah, so yeah. there's a great replacement there. And I mean, you can tell me more if I'm wrong here, but I don't think Nick Scott's been terrible, the free agent that not they that signed I'm aware from the of, that right. have to fill in. It's not like he's their their big black hole back there. So those two yeah. guys leave, and they've replaced them pretty well. Mm-hmm. You really can't find a reason why they're struggling so much. No, on paper, it's it's hard. And and, and frankly, to be honest, when I get home tonight, that's what I'm going to spend much of the night <laughs> why on. Why do the Bengals stink at defense? Well, yeah, why <laughs> is this defense not adding up for personnel and coaching versus the numbers? I mean, what am I missing here? Uh, and they got names, too. I mean, I don't yeah. think that any of these guys are superstars, but, I mean, Trey Hendrickson's known around the league. He's got nine and a half sacks. He's a guy that's just taken off ever since signing with the Bengals from New Orleans. Uh, no one else on the roster has more than four sacks. Sam Hubbard's four sacks, though, did come with him missing two games, and Hubbard's really the second fiddle yeah, to, to Trey Hendrickson. He's dinged up, though. Not sure if you'll see him on the game Sunday. But guys like DJ Reader and BJ Hill in the middle, too, uh, they're solid. That front mm-hmm. four is really strong for Cincinnati. They're big and physical, and their linebackers are good players as well off the ball. I mean, they're not devoid in the secondary like they're the guy the 12 or 13 guys that play consistently are good football players and they're well coached and they've used first round picks the last couple of years on defense as well um so it's not quite adding up to me 
you mentioned Logan Wilson, or excuse me, you mentioned their linebackers mm-hmm. off ball. Logan Wilson is the one that really jumps out to me. Yeah, that dude's an animal. Uh, he's all over the place. He stuffs the stat sheet. He's got interceptions. He's got sacks. He's got tackles for loss. He's good in coverage. He's good in run support. And he's a nasty linebacker, too. Yeah, like he, he is. Border, I mean, people talk about the hip drop tackle and stuff like that. He was throwing those around a little bit on Thursday night against yeah. the Ravens. People speculating maybe that's why Andrews is out for the year now. Right. But, hey, it's not illegal. They're legal. Exactly, right. and it's his job to do that to these superstars on the other side of the ball, and he ain't afraid to do that. He, he's 100%. a linebacker that I, I honestly personally really love watching play. I yeah. think he's great and yeah. underrated, to be honest. Absolutely. There was years there that they were looking for the face of the defense, and I think they found it with this guy. And Pratt's a really nice compliment to him as well. Yeah. They both cover a lot of ground. One of the better linebacker duos in the league, and I don't think they're thought of that way enough. Uh, we mentioned the takeaways, the 12 interceptions that the Bengals have. Logan Wilson has a couple of those. Cameron Taylor-Britt leads the way with four, and four Bengals have two or more picks mm. on the season. Those two, Jermaine Pratt has a couple picks, and Dax Hill has a couple picks as well. And we talked about Dax Hill. Um, First-round pick in 2022. They had Jesse Bates and Von Bell, but the writing was on the wall then. You're going to have to shed some of this cap defensively if you want to sign some of these offensive players. That's exactly what happened. Those safeties were the first casualties, but... You got a guy in Dax Hill that you've just ushered in now, and yeah. I don't think you've missed a beat. No, they planned well for this. Um, I adored him coming out of Michigan. He can play the slot. He's a great tester. He's long. I think he's got a chance to be a real star, and this has been the first year that he's taken over. And his second season, I mean, but he's he's a really good player. Now, before we get to the Bengals' offense, there was a disaster stat in your stat pick pack that I had to – I said uh, pick because it's a picket stat. Uh-uh. There's some not nice ones in there. This was the worst one, actually, of all time. When you, of all when you time. really think of it. Yes. Pickett now has the lowest touchdown rate in league history. In history. Of all the quarterbacks that have attempted at least 500 passes, Pickett is the only one with a touchdown rate under 2%. His sits at 1.94%. That is putting numbers to the yeah. claim that he might be one of the worst quarterbacks you've ever seen play. I mean, in terms of throwing touchdowns, he's last. I Pretty mean, important part of the job of the quarterback. Yeah, that's a big deal here. And I'm not going to blame Matt Canada 100% for that either. You know, I mean, I don't know that all of a sudden things are just going to be way, way better. One thing about the Canada thing that I want, meant to mention open to open the show, though, is far and away the Steelers have faced the hardest slate of defenses of all 32 teams. According I mean, to EPA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they wrote a, a DVOA uh, article about it today about since they've been charting DVOA since 1980 – this has been the hardest slate of defenses that any team has faced. It's the third hardest, you know, since through 10 games or whatever. Wow. So I'm hoping, but frankly, it gets much easier from this point on. I was just going to say, yeah. could we have a little fool's gold scenario here where right. we're like, oh, we've made the change at the coordinator position and look what happened, but it's really the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Patriots. Exactly. See, I, I think that, I hope that there's not a misconception, and I'm not defending the No, 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 you're Canada not trying to say, all. oh, Canada did a great job. He just no. ran into bad luck. He, he got a score on those defenses, too. They played Cleveland twice, they played the Niners, and they played the Ravens. I mean, they're the top <laughs> four, I mean, that's four of your ten games right there. So it's, it was going to get better no matter what, folks, is my point. So, it, it, and if it didn't, then, wow, that would have been a massive problem. <laughs> Things can only get worse for the Bengals offensively with the uh, injury to Joe Burrow. They came into this week averaging 4.8 yards per play. That's better than only six offenses. They were struggling in the beginning of the year, though, so mm-hmm. these numbers are skewed even 
uh, in that It's really aspect. hard to evaluate their offense. Yeah, the 24th in total offense, 298 yards per game, 18th in passing offense at 217. They don't run the ball at all. 30th in rushing, 80 yards per game. They're 20th in scoring at 20 points per game. They had eight giveaways, which is tied with Pittsburgh for the fewest, mm-hmm. so they protect the ball. Uh, 2.7 sacks allowed per game is uh, 22nd in the NFL, so trouble protecting Burrow and now yeah. Browning moving forward. Um, yeah, it's so weird to like go by the numbers because they started so slow. Then they had this middle of the, the calf, then they had this middle of the season stretch where they looked like the Bengals mm-hmm. again, and now he's hurt, and it's all gone poof, kind of. So exactly, a very hard team to judge now moving forward. I don't know what's going on with Higgins' injury for this game too. Yeah, he's questionable. Um, yeah, I mean he's very important, of course. I think Mixon's on the back nine of his career. They've invested a lot in the offensive line, and I don't think it's fixed, but it's. Below average, not terrible. But I don't really know how to evaluate their offense. I mean, Jamar Chase is a superstar. I mean, he could run free and any quarterback could hit him wide open, but they're not going to be close to the team that you're used to seeing. Now, only Washington is throwing a ball at a higher percentage of the time than the Bengals. It makes sense but for the Bengals. But that probably changes. I was just going to ask you that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Do you think they try? They don't run the ball, though. Like, they can't run the ball with Mixon this year. Do they try to just go ultra-conservative, kind of look like the Cleveland Browns did against the Steelers with Jake Browning? Or do you just say, we're not developing Browning for the future. We don't need a high draft pick, really. Mm-hmm. Just let the kid drive the Ferrari, and if he crashes it into the wall, who cares? Next year we just start all over with Burrow again. Probably. It's probably more of the latter, and he probably does crash the Ferrari. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to crash it into the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to crash the Ferrari. And you know, your point to start the podcast was great that the the Browns, whether Watson's better than Burrow or not, and Burrow is the better, better player. Yes are way better insulated to handle this because their O-line is going to run the football. They're built to run the football, and they have a great defense. We just talked about the Bengals, D, not being able to carry their weight there. Uh, Jake Browning completed 8 of 14 passes for 68 yards and a touchdown when he replaced Joe Burrow last week against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he had or just whatever that's worth. He, he had just, right? <laughs> and he had yeah. one other passing attempt in his NFL career. Uh, but, the, like, the game, I don't want to say was out of hand when Burrow got hurt, but it was basically over it from that. There was nothing Browning could like. Yeah. That's not terrible for Browning to have to come in. He threw a touchdown. He mm-hmm. completed some passes, sixty-eight yards. He he ran for I think forty more yards as well. He did. He did. There's just nothing he could do. The whole team was just defeated at that point. Exactly. So again, we'll see if that they shed that before this week. Yeah, and, and hey, desperate team or desperate times, and they they have a whole week to prepare. And these are all proud and very talented players that the Steelers are going to line up against. That I'm sure they're not walking around the facility going, oh, we're not even going to show up for this one. We don't care. But yeah, I mean, like I don't know what their strategy can be. They win the game, they tie the Steelers' record, and they move up in the wild card standings. Mm-hmm. Like they're not out of it yet. No. So I, I can't imagine that they're just going to wave the white flag at least no. for these first couple games out of the gate without Burrow. And maybe they do crazy stuff. I and mean, the Browns and some of it too, or end arounds and flea flickers and reverses and fake punts and surprise on sides and throw everything at the wall in a desperate fashion. Maybe that's what you see, but. Uh, they're in trouble. Uh, Chase leads the receiving core with 833 yards. Uh, he averages 83.3 receiving yards per game. Boyd is second with 40, 439, a 43.9 per game average, and Higgins third at 328, uh, only averaging four, six, 46.9 per game for Higgins. Uh, his total yardage is down because he's been dealing with injuries all year, but even when he's been in there, it's the Higgins and Burrow connection hadn't been working great this year. No, it hasn't. And he started with – he's had two – Injuries he's been playing through, and Burrow wasn't great when he was at his best, and it's kind of a lost year, as you mentioned, you know. 
They don't really have a tight end. Uh, no one on the roster has more than 175 receiving yards this season. I mean, they obviously have tight ends. I should mm-hmm. say they don't have a pass-catching threat at tight end. Four Bengals tight ends have played between 115 and 266 snaps this season. Um, with T. Higgins inactive last week, Trent Irwin slid in, played 58 of a possible 61 snaps against the Ravens. And how about this? Of the Bengals, 2,377 total receiving yards, just 555 has come from the running back and tight end position. Yeah. So they're not using. And that's something that I think the past couple of years the Bengals have had, you know, pieces there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mixon's an okay receiver. Yeah, P. Yeah. Ryan, too. Samaj yeah, P. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. who's not there anymore. I just remember he would do a lot out of the backfield mm-hmm. in the passing game as a good safety valve for Burrow. So. Like you said, tread on Mixon's tire might be gone, and Travion Williams just—they don't really use him at all. No, so, they don't. Uh, so obviously they're structured for Boyd, Higgins, and Chase to get a lot of passes from yeah. Burrow, and they're about the heaviest, right at the top of the league of eleven personnel teams in the league. You know, they they live in three receivers, one tight end, and a back. Do they try something totally different and start putting more tight ends on the field? You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, their formula. That's what I'm so interested is in this game. Bizarre now, right? Is to see again, like we said, is he just plug in Browning and let him go and see what happens mm-hmm. with the way we like to play, or do we adjust completely and you know just dumb everything down? And I'm sure the Steelers' defensive coaches are having the same conversation. Which what are they going to do? Yeah, makes them hard to prepare for. But of course, you'd much rather play Browning. Than Burrow. <laughs> yes, I mean, course. obviously, yeah. Uh, Mixon does lead the way with 605 rushing yards on the ground. Burrow's the second leading rusher with 88 yards. Yeah. We mentioned Travion Williams, who barely plays. He's 59 total rushing yards this season. Uh, Mixon has found the end zone in four straight games. He only scored a touchdown just once in his first six games, so he's getting hot as far as touchdowns are concerned. And they did rush as a team for 136 yards last week, and and Browning did tap in 40 yards yeah. of his own. I think that's going to be a weapon that he uses a lot too. It's just uh, even in he situations where he probably should stay in the pocket, and maybe a player will pop open downfield, mm-hmm. I bet he takes off and runs if his first read isn't there. Probably. And, and why, how can you blame that? Yeah, exactly. And that's an efficient way to pick up five, six, seven yards. You know, I'd like to see Kenny do more of it, and he has done a little bit more of it lately. Uh, starting offensive line for the Bengals, we mentioned they give up about 2.7 sacks per game, and they don't run the ball particularly well. Orlando Brown, Jonah Williams, Alex Kappa, Cordell Volson, and Ted Karras make up the starting five, and that unit has missed a total of 17 of a possible 640 snaps yeah. between them all year, and those were all missed by Orlando Brown. So, if anything, you can at least say they're consistent. And yeah, you know, like the Steelers are lined. I was year. just gonna say yeah, that it I, reminds I me a little bit of that luck that you got on the Steelers line. So, yeah, they've invested a lot in the O line, and they're staying healthy. But it's not one of the best O lines in the league. Key matchups to keep an eye on before we wrap up. The first one being Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase versus Steelers cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Want to see this one-on-one matchup. This is the best receiver. No offense to DeAndre Hopkins. Currently, this is the best receiver that JPJ is going to be going up against mm-hmm. this year. But, I mean, the, the wind is taken out of the sails a little bit because of who's throwing the football. For sure. And who's to say how the Steelers handle it? I've been kind of thinking that if Higgins does play, maybe Porter locks on Higgins and then you double okay. chase. If Higgins doesn't play, would he follow Chase? I mean, Chase is better than these other guys. Or you saw a lot of following last week of Cooper, correct? Absolutely, yeah. and he and he fared pretty well. But Cooper's a challenge as well, um, so that's a tough one too. And Steelers left tackle Dan Moore on the offensive side of things. He's got a tough matchup against Trey yeah. Hendrickson. Uh, Hendrickson had a sack last week. His total is now nine and a half on the year. Uh, he, since joining the Bengals from New Orleans in 2021, has 31 and a half sacks in 41 games with Cincinnati. He's yeah. been an incredible free agent signing. Absolutely. I mean, he's a really good player. 
And I thought Moore had a really tough week in, in Cleveland. Yes. I mean, a lot of it was Garrett, which is a, as tough a challenge as you're going to get. But Hendrickson's a step below that, but he's not too far. Steelers and Bengals in Cincinnati. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. as the Steelers try to right the ship and get to 7 and 4. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. Enjoy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week on the Advanced Scout.